What exactly happened that day in the garden? Have you ever wondered that? What was the conversation like between Eve and the serpent there at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Well, something intrigued her. Something about the serpent and the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil intrigued her to the point where she hung around and was not alarmed. We're going to look at that. It's coming up. Hi folks, Pastor Scott here at Truths That Transform. Hey, thanks for tuning and listening. I hope you're doing all right today. Uh, this thought about the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, tree of life, Adam and Eve, it's really been on my mind lately. And it's really something, when you have time, you should you know read later in Genesis chapter 3. What exactly occurred that day? Uh, what happened between Eve and the serpent? Uh, what was it that intrigued her to the point where she listened to him. Well, we're going to look at some observations and hopefully learn some things from her conversation with the serpent. The first thing I want to draw your attention to is that Eve, the woman, conversed. Listen, she conversed with someone who questioned or denied God. She conversed with someone who questioned or denied God. What am I talking about? Genesis chapter 3 verses 1 and verse 4 tell us here now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the lord god had made and he said unto the woman yea hath god said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden verse 4 and the serpent said unto the woman ye shall not surely die you see what he did here so in two in those two different verses satan pretty much told eve you know god doesn't know what he's talking about now, she, he, he basically called God a liar. And you better be, we, we have to be careful, friends, who we converse with, who we fellowship with. Some people can plant harmful seeds of doubt in our minds and in our hearts. Have you ever known a Christian who they started off great, you know, they were serving the Lord, but then they got to listen to somebody at work. They got to listen to somebody at school. I don't know, they got to listen to a family member someone close to them talked to them spoke to them and planted these seeds these harmful seeds of doubt and today their heart is far from the lord they're saved i'm not saying they're not they're not saved you don't lose your salvation what i am saying is that they have walked away from the lord because this person led them astray because of the doubt that they planted in their minds and their hearts you see you got to be careful friend not everyone who talks about the Bible is a good person. We have to be careful with whom we fellowship, with whom we converse. The woman, Eve, she conversed with this serpent who denied and questioned God. Be careful. The second thing I want to talk about is the woman added to what God had originally commanded. I said the woman added to what God had already or had originally commanded. What am I saying? Verses 2 and 3. The Bible says here, and the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden. God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. What happened here? Basically, she added to what God had already said. Now, Adam was the only person, listen, Adam was the only person who had received command from God 
to not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Do you remember that? God told Adam specifically, Eve wasn't around at the time, God told Adam specifically, you know, you have liberty to eat of all the trees of the knowledge of, you know, trees of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, in the day you eat thereof, ye shall surely die. That was his command. You're not supposed to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, Eve said, neither shall ye touch it. So somewhere along the line, this leads me to believe that at some point, Adam shared God's command with Eve, which is okay. That's cool. You know, he, she, he basically gave her introductory to the garden, if you will. But the problem was she added to, she exaggerated God's command and she, she, she misspoke, she misquoted God. And friend, you, we, we must be careful. We must be careful that we do not misquote God. When someone says, thus saith the Lord, and, and begins to quote a Bible verse, friend, please be sure you quote the Bible verse correctly. Be sure that you're familiar enough with the Bible that you're not mis, misquoting God. Why? Someone's listening to you. And, and they may say, does God really say that? And he doesn't. Why? Because in the heat of the emotion or in your adrenaline rush, you said something that is not in the Bible. Please, let's be careful not to add to God's word. And by the way, if you're listening to a teacher somewhere in a church or on the radio somewhere, and they're speaking something and it sounds good, compare it to the Bible. Compare it to the Bible. Open your Bible, go to the passage that they're talking about, and, and look. Now, I personally use the King James Bible. I, that's my personal reference is the King James Bible. I believe that the King James Bible is the inspired word of God for English-speaking people. That said, if someone says something and it just sounds questionable, I'm like, hmm, let me look that up. I look it up. Hmm, that is not what the Bible says. Now, some things that some people say sound good, and, and it sounds good in preaching or teaching, but it's not Bible. We have to be careful that we're not preaching what is not Bible. Eve added to what God said, and the trouble with this is that instead of confirming what God did, the second she began to have questions about what God had originally commanded, they should have told the servant, you know what, let me go talk to God. And I think if she had done that, <laughs> I think if she had done that, things would have turned out differently that day. Just saying. But friend, today, if you're listening to this, maybe, maybe you don't have a lot of friends. Maybe you have a lot of friends. I don't know what your situation is, but let's be sure and be careful that the, the people with whom we converse, maybe at college, at work, and during break time, that the people we converse with, the people whom we fellowship with, they're not people who question and doubt God. Now, back when I worked at O'Reilly Auto Parts in Oklahoma City, I would take my Bible and sit down during break time, and I would read my Bible. I would study my college notes. I was in college, I would study my college notes, and I would also take time to read my Bible. And it didn't really matter. I wasn't embarrassed. I wasn't ashamed. I read my Bible. I can't tell you how many people come, how many people came up to me, and they would say something like, "Oh, you're a man of the cloth," or "Oh, you believe the old book." Some people would say, "Hey, where in the Bible is this?" And I'd look at them and I'd say, "You mean this?" And I'd kindly correct them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is that? I'd show it to them. And know what? Someone, some, some people would tell me, "Hmm." 
that's not what my preacher said on Sunday. I said, I'm, I'm sorry, I wasn't there. I don't know what your preacher said. But according to what you're asking, this is what the Bible says. You know what? <laughs> the Bible has a way of refuting error. And the Bible has a way of refuting people's wrong theories. So again, like I said, uh, the woman converses with someone who denied or questioned God. Next time someone comes up to you and says, you know, that's not right. The Bible says this. Okay, well, let's look at, let's look at the Bible. Pull your Bible out and look at it. And both of you, you know, see whether or not what someone is saying is true. And then also, like I said today, the woman added to the word of God. Please, let's be careful not to misquote God. But if we're, if we're, if we're, if we're going to talk about the Lord and, and if we're going to quote scripture, there are times in my preaching where I have been trying to quote a verse off the top of my head. And I'll tell people, you know, let's wait. Let's stop here. Uh, I don't know the verse well enough or remember it well enough to quote it to you exactly. Let's go to this verse. And I would literally take the time to go to that verse and read it as it says it in the Bible instead of just quoting something because, woof, I quoted it. It's wrong. Um, I, would rather, I would rather look something up, take the time and look something up, make sure it's right before quoting it wrong. I mean, you would want some. You wouldn't want someone to misquote you in a business meeting, or rewrite a letter for you. No, that's not what I said. That is, you're, you're, how many times has someone said that you said something, and it's not what you said, and ooh, you get mad because it because it makes you look bad, or you know, it makes someone else mad, especially someone you love or a friend. He said what? No, I didn't say that, and I didn't. Say, I said it like this, and I didn't say it like that. It gets you mad. It gets you angry. How do you think God feels about his word when people misquote him? Mm -hmm. So I'm talking about. Friend, today, there's just a couple of observations we're going to look at more later and uh, when we have more time. And what we're looking at today helps you. Truths from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Look it up. Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. I hope today these observations have helped you and will transform the way you look at the Bible, transform the way you look at God. Thanks for listening.